Hello, and welcome to the second uh, Dungeon Masters Guild house. Um, yeah, this is like a, a, a tentatively maybe a weekly podcast. Um, we'll see how it goes. This is now episode two. Um, and yeah, it's, it's just an opportunity for me, uh, Matthew Whitley, to sit down and chat to some of the amazing creators on the DMs Guild. And this week, I am very fortunate enough to be joined by uh, RP Davis. Thank you very much for joining me today. Very glad to be here. Oh, no, honestly, wow. It, this, I'm, I'm honestly baffled by uh, just sort of like starting this, not even just a week ago, as like a throwaway thing. And the sort of the feedback and the people who have been sort of tentatively agreed to be on this show has sort of blown me away. So I'm glad. It, yeah, I'm glad. It, it's always, it, I just like to talk about this yeah, no, stuff. So. It, it, like I said, it's any excuse to talk about, talk about people's work and stuff like that. Um, nice. So yeah, let's, let's, just, let's just jump into it. So, so Bob, um, if, if for, the, for the layman who maybe hasn't heard of your work before. Um, what, what, what sort of products are you known for? Primarily for um, gear, like magic items and stuff like that, and spells. I got my big break, if you want to call it that, from M.T. Black, who invited me to do a book with him and Travis Legg, which ended up being Xanathar's Extraordinary Vault. And that put me in front of a bunch of people that still sells <laughs> at least a couple of copies a day. So it, and that thing has been mithril for, I don't know how long, but that kind of, you know, got my name out there. Mm -hmm. And since then I've just put out a whole crap ton. I enjoy magic, magic items. I yeah. really, really do. You know, uh, whether it's weapons, armor, miscellaneous items, I love that stuff, and it it it's me gives me a chance to just you know, be creative, and you know, plus between you and me, I can knock out you know a book like that <laughs> in a week. Yeah. So, so I, <laughs> that helps. Yeah. I think yeah. It was, so for the uh, what was it Inktober? I did a uh, sort of like a magic item a day based on yeah. the theme sort of thing. Uh, and yeah. Those those sort of challenges are always quite fun. Um. So I take it if you if if I held you at gunpoint and said if you had to choose between spells and magic items, which which side of the fence would you think you you would fall? Well, that depends because uh, you may be aware that I started a monumental project that I regret to this day <laughs> ever opening my pie hole about called the Encyclopedia yep. <laughs> Formulae Arcana. Mm -hmm. Going going where, your way through the alphabet of every single spell that has ever been in <laughs> D&D. &D. I'd imagine that there's probably at least seven, at least. Yeah, it's, they told me in the beginning, you're a nut. And they're not wrong. I mean, there's a reason why I, I plan to do one a month. And we started, by, by this time, we should be halfway through it. Now, we're, <laughs> still, working, we're still working on E. Yeah. Because we're up to like uh, 400 spells in, in E. In just E? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, there were more than that in D. And okay, so that's the thing. So what percentage of those spells are sort of like named spells? Or are they just not many. Okay. Believe it or not. Like you, you would think there'd be a lot of Elminsters that and Elminsters yeah. that. No, there no, there's like three. Hmm. There so were more um there, there there were a bunch of D spells, like Daltim's fiery, blah blah blah. But the, the, surprisingly there aren't a whole lot of uh, the big beasts. There were a lot of big beasts. Yeah that I could have released a separate book that would have been about 10 pages on just Bigby. Um, I think there needs to be more, um, what is it, um, pompous mages out there. Need to put their oh, brand yeah. on everything. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I can't. I mean, Mordenkainen, there's got, there are so many Mordenkainen spells. We're going to have fun with that one. But that's M, and we're on E. Yeah, jeez. So, so, yeah, but that's all conversion. That's yeah, not yeah, creating. Yeah. So that, you know, oftentimes it's largely a matter of reskinning an existing 5e spell and uh, saying now you know what this shouldn't be a third level spell because it's basically ice storm dealing electrical damage <laughs> let's kick this up to fifth yeah you know what i mean yeah there's so a lot it, of little fiddly things like that in there and i imagine yeah the sort of things that would fly in let's say like second edition obviously don't don't fly in the same way anymore yeah, and there's stuff from 3rd edition 3.5 that we're simply not including because it doesn't make sense. Like something that deals, I don't know, 1d6 constitution damage. Oh, yeah. There, there's no 5e equivalent for that. And there, if there's no way to really port that into doing some kind of 5e appropriate damage, then 
Yeah, you're uh, going to have to. Until Wizards decides to bring that ability score damage mm -hmm. rule scheme into 5e, which I hope they don't. And is it the case where, so say you do it once, say you, you convert this uh, constitution reducing spell to, let's say, it deals damage based on health or, and then I imagine that sets the precedent for all other spells like that. So it's just yep. sort of like you just have to w go through the trouble of fixing it once. And then I have it. created, yeah, I mean, I, y you could argue that I'd have to go through the trouble of fixing it once, but then I would have to put a sidebar in every subsequent book Yeah. and then make sure the whole thing is internally consistent. Yeah. So it, it's just easier for me to say, no, we're not doing anything from Dragon Magazine and uh, no, okay. we're not doing yeah. anything that, does, you know what I mean? Because there are some really cool spells out there. I love that, <laughs> that, that the ability score damaging spells yeah. i think that's a great rule but it's not in 5e okay fair yeah there, i so. suppose yeah there's the monster equivalents and stuff like that but yeah never. Worked, yeah so. yeah exactly so, right. so you mentioned that obviously you, you, you kind of got your start with this project with um travis leg and empty black um yeah how, how long ago was that then if you don't mind me asking oh god i have to look it up yes um, <laughs> i want to say it was 2017 late 2017 so, so fairly, fairly early days. Together. Yeah, I mean, it's, I've been I've been on the guild since 2016, mm -hmm. since August of 2016, and uh, that was just something. He MT Black contacted me out of the book, out of the blue on Facebook, and said, "Hey, you want to do this thing?" Because I'd been kicking out a few things yeah. on, you know, magic items and gear and that. And uh, yeah, I mean, it just goes to show that, you know, if you're a member of the community and you communicate with the community and you're not a gimp, yep. <laughs> that what, what opportunities can await you? Okay, yeah, no, I, I think that's, that's one of the definitely best things is just tr trying your best to get involved. And actually, yeah. so I did also want to mention, so obviously you've had your, uh, I guess, I don't want to call it a foray with magic and items as well. Your most, one of your more recent projects was it, Jal Axel's Guide to Traps. Yes. Is, is, yes. is a different beast in its own nature. It um, really was. And I, I guess my, my first question is, how did you find the experience of writing in a established character's voice? Because obviously you've got the little text excerpts, you've got things like... And that like, was weird. Yeah. Because I, I am not... Uh, I, I enjoy writing in uh, character voices. I mean, we're all frustrated fiction art writers, aren't we? <laughs> Yeah, um, was, we've got like three books on the side, you know. Yeah, exactly. Finish. Yeah, I mean, it's I, I've got a whole bunch of stuff in my Google Drive that, thank God, will never see the light of day. <laughs> but it it was difficult because I don't read the Forgotten Realms novels. Mm -hmm. You could fill a book with what I don't know about what like R. A. Salvatore <laughs> has made his voice to be. Mm -hmm. So I wrote a few things, and if you're going to blame anyone for being uh, in his voice, blame Jeremy Schultz Arnold, because he's the one who did a lot of that stuff in the beginning about, um, you know, when to use a trap, when not to use a trap. Yeah. That's him. He contributed that, and it's great stuff. So a lot of the Jarlaxle's voice stuff is stuff that came from Jeremy, and it just went straight into the book, because nice. it's just great stuff. Yeah. I must admit, I think if I was to ever come um, to write anything, at least from Jal Axel, I think I would struggle to detach the uh, Chris Perkins element from. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> he, yeah, he, he, he his, from, when he, from when he stabbed Viari. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. it's, it's all, all oh, good, good moments and stuff like that. But that, that's, it's weird. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's weird how like you, you, you hear a podcast where they portray one of these characters and then it, it's it's hard you can't imagine them being you know any other voice any other sort of uh oh yeah it, it just become now that chris perkins started playing drow with a french accent it's yeah, just it's... Become, it's become canonical <laughs> uh, but no so 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 that process, weird but cool it was a um it's what, what, what I, was, I guess like from writing the traps and everything like that what was some of the more interesting parts of the project obviously the fact that you also got it was it um on print as well which is yeah I imagine invites its own sort of host of challenges it did it did because you know rather than doing uh it, i had to be clever about it because <laughs> there's only not to be too technical about print on demand you're only allowed to get you're only allowed to have so much ink yeah on a page and because of because we were using that blood spattered horror movie kind of back page background mm -hmm. 
when we put the graphics, even just like the red colored uh, text headers, yeah, suddenly the ink went a little <laughs> up there. Yeah. So I, I had to go through that book with a fine-toothed comb and make sure that everything was set fine. Print, but other than that, it wasn't that big of a problem. Okay. Um, it print on demand is no big mystery. It, although in the the guild community, we like to go meh about it. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I imagine it's, it's a thing to take it that next step is going from physical to uh, digital to physical, where you actually have something tangible rather than just yeah. you know. Um, well, it's another skill set. Yeah. It's another skill set. You have to know the difference between CMYK and RGB and when yeah. to use it. I mean, layout is a skill set. Thankfully, you know, I've been doing it for a long time in other places. So it's just a matter of, you know, knowing that Lightning Source wants things, the printers, wants thing, want things in a certain way and giving them what they need. Yeah. Okay, cool. And that <laughs> there's yeah. still some things about InDesign that make me want to put my fist through the screen. But, <laughs> Well, because I, it's it's such a powerful program that I've been using it for literally a decade, and there's stuff that I still have to go. How the <laughs> hell, Google? Yeah, no, I must, I must, I, I've yet to uh, jump across into uh, InDesign, but I'm I'm sure the the learning curve will 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 give me a few a few weeks of intense intense fun fun experiences. I think it's formidable, yeah. but thankfully, um, the help. Is so is also formidable. Mm. I think at the release, I know this everywhere. So if that's how you learn, man, yeah. easy. I also was. I know that at least in the um, in the uh, DMs Guild Discord, I know there's at least few some some savants of oh, InDesign. God, yeah. That I yeah. Like, oh yeah, no. So, Nathaniel yeah. Rue, yeah. um, Gordon McAlpin. Gordon's a genius. Yeah. I mean, I mean like, really... it is, it's, it's also interesting to sort of see, like, uh, when, when people start doing at least the layout, to see almost a diversity and stuff like that, just because, yeah. like, at least with, with Gordon's case and stuff like that, he's, he's, he's I mean, he's, dude's got range in terms of layout. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. Well, it, he, that is literally how he supports himself. Yeah. So, I mean, he, he, he is really, really good at his job. So, uh, I guess to, to move away from the, the nitty gritty of printing. Um, oh, sure. Yeah. And to get into the, uh, I guess. Man, the... I can tangent from my country. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I guess, yeah. So, let, let's start, start the back. So, how, how would you describe your sort of like creative process? Like, when, when does the project start for you and how do you start it? I have a folder full of like seeds, ideas, mm -hmm. and stuff like that on my Google Drive. Because I'll just be, I'll be walking through the, through the little village I live in and I'll overhear something. I mean, it really is no, no, no different than any other kind of creative process where, you know, it, I'll be walking through the village and going, what if? Yeah. <laughs> or I'll overhear someone or like, like just yesterday, I met a little dachshund, little shaggy, long haired dachshund uh -huh. who was the, just having a blast with his master walking through the park. And this little guy, if he wasn't like, if he didn't have barbarian class levels, <laughs> because he was unafraid of anything, yeah. just, hey, how you doing? <laughs> you know, and love and life. And, I'm, I'm the, and I'm th I was thinking to myself, that, you know, I could do something for Pugmire based yeah. on that. There's an NPC in Pugmire. So it, it making little notes to thank God phones were invented because now I can just do a, a voice memo on my phone. Hardly, they don't hardly ever come to anything, mm -hmm. but all, having all these, little, I, all these little ideas, all these little things, um, that's where it starts. And from there, I, I, tried, I, I try and take it farther. Like I, I'll just sit down later that day and go, okay, now what if I go, yeah, no, this is crap. And Bennett, or at least kick it into a corner for until I can, what, what is this again? Yeah. Cause sometimes doing the, what is this again? will let you approach it in such a fresh and new way that you can actually get around whatever problem was there before. Like in I'm, my case, because I don't, my memory shot. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember what the problem was and sometimes I can get around it. Or in the case of like, you, you find a project that you're kind of interested in, but then you sort of put it on the back burner, go away and do something. Yeah. In a, I'm related, but that gives you experience or like another oh, yeah. sort of perspective, something that you oh, sort yeah. of dip back in. Um, yeah, there, okay, but there was a, there's a project that I'm working on because uh, 
it seems like a good, not good enough time yeah. to tell it now um, that I'm starting up my own game company, oh, wow. which sounds pretentious, but it's really just me hiding behind a name and a logo <laughs> <laughs> on my own website and drive through RPG and stuff like that. But the idea was to come up with my own campaign setting, nice city setting, mm -hmm. you know, kind of dark, kind of gritty, kind of not the people riding flying carpets and stuff. Yeah. But, you know, a little less than... Anyway, I was having trouble getting all the work done. And then I happened to be flipping through drive through RPG looking for something else, mm -hmm. which is up, up and how it happens, and realized that, hey, you know what? I could kill a lot of birds at one stone here, hire people, you know, throw some money around the tabletop RPG freelance community mm -hmm. to do some, you know, 1500, 2000 word locations yeah. like a tavern or a temple or a bathhouse or a whorehouse. I don't care what it is. So then I put out a call on Twitter and got 200 plus people saying, here, here's me. I would like to write for you. <laughs> and it's going to start with like 12. So, so how have you found it? So I imagine it's lots of like, I, what, was, was it literally just because of where you are creatively that you're starting to feel at that point where it's like, I can now begin to sort of like divvy up tasks. I can be a sort of yeah. like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't need to control every single part of a project. Mm -hmm. That is a thing that I learned from being involved in collaborations, which is another reason why I think collaborations are so valuable for guild creators to get involved mm -hmm. in. Because you, you learn the separation of powers. You learn how... Well, you learn when you're a creator yourself just how not easy it is mm -hmm. to wear every hat when you're running your restaurant. I think so, for me as well, I think one of the great things about collaborating is, is almost the ability to sort of have your hands off the work, to submit something, yeah. and then when they give you the green light, you're, you're done. And it's yeah. like, it's, it's, and when you're the sort of the creative lead or when it's your project and that, it's very easy to be like, well, it's not done yet because there's still this bit, there's still this bit. Um, it is so easy for a work to never, ever be done. Yeah. You're, you're going to always be fiddling with it. That's why I spend very little time anymore on adventures. I, I like to write adventures. I, I really enjoy it because like everybody else is involved in this business, I'm a storyteller at heart. Yeah. And it's, they don't really sell for me as well as my other stuff because I'm not as well known for it. Mm -hmm. And they require things like polishing and play testing and stuff like that in order mm -hmm. to be super, super good. And I ain't got time for that. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I, I fire off the story and I, I, those are, I generally do them in word because why not? Yeah. I mean, if it works, it works. Yeah, and I, then I, as soon as it's done, as soon as it's done, mm -hmm. right, I send it to my wife. She makes sure that all the T's are dotted and I's are crossed and that I'm not spelling the T-E-H. And then I get <laughs> it back. And then I can just go, okay, export the PDF. Yeah. Just, and then, it, then don't touch it. In fairness, I think as well as like there's, there's – I th I th the, the curious problem, or not problem, but one of the unique pro uh, things about adventure writing is that I think sometimes w when running any adventure for a party, you can't always run it as is. No. Uh, even if, like, uh, there's some cases you can, especially in those cases where you provide like, was it character sheets? If it's like a complete one shot. Um, oh, yeah. But I imagine maybe for most people, it would be the case where you're bringing, uh, you've got your party, you want like, an, I don't know, like a... Uh, what do they call it? Like the episodes in like a sitcom where it's just like the beach episode or, yeah. <laughs> you know, completely removed where they just like, okay, well now you guys are visiting this castle here. Um, and um, yeah, they're, they're always, so I, yeah, I, I like the idea of like, okay, well here's, here's, here's the bare minimum is, here's almost like the, you know, the skeleton and stuff like that and you can yeah. run with it. Um, yeah. Because, because I've been doing this, I've been involved in, you know, D and D specifically in tabletop role-playing games in general for bleh, 30 plus years, I'm still kind of stuck in the way they were doing things, you know, when Gary Gygax was still writing stuff yeah. for TSR. So yeah, that's, that's why the, the um, online debates that rage about uh, read aloud text amuse yep. me. So um <laughs> Like some, some of the people expressing, you know, the gospel 
level opinions on this stuff. Like, son, I have dice older than you. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, it's, I, I enjoy it. I know how to deal with it. I think it gives, it gives us all the, the ability to, you know, satisfy that frustrated fiction writer and throw mm-hmm. some florid prose on the page. <laughs> but anyhow, I yeah. enjoy writing. I, I enjoy, where, where, how do we get on this? Jeez, uh, I, uh, I wish I knew. I should, I, as, as the interviewer, I should probably keep track of these tangents, but that's yeah, fine. <laughs> just let, let him ride, let him go. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, sometimes, uh, oh, I get it. Sometimes you just have to, export the pdf mm-hmm. and be done mm. and it's, yeah. that is a very hard lesson for some creators to learn and yeah and and i think i think as well so i, I spoke to um um a josh josh last week and stuff like that and yeah. we sort of spoke about the idea of going back to some of your older projects and sort of revamping them as you sort of you know uh, <laughs> like a, I, did, I, I did it i did it for one recently because i was going to recommend that somebody did one of the things on twitter that said you know have you got a halloween one shot mm-hmm. that you know is spooky Ooh, yeah i'm like yeah i got one and i put the link in and i went i don't even remember maybe, what is maybe I, should, I should take another look at that maybe see. i should take a look at it so i opened <laughs> it up and i read it and was horrified yeah it it was something with some of my earliest some of my earliest guild work it was laid out poorly it was full of just bad writing so yeah that one i pulled into indesign and went put it just put it in pure editor mode yep and it was and savaged it and then when i fixed it laid it out again and now it's something that i find it's remotely tolerable yeah but yeah, you got sometimes you just got to put the thing out there into the world, shove it out of the nest, and let it fly or fall. Mm-hmm. I, I, also, the same thing of like the idea of like um, there's a game developer term for like uh, of killing your babies. Yeah. And sometimes it's like knowing when to ship and when to sort mm-hmm. of like you know capitalize. And I think there's hmm, I'm trying to think if I've I've killed a project yet, and I think I have. I've I've, I've killed at least one, and it's it's a lot easier when it's not a collab because you can yeah. just like yeah I. I, I when there's other people involved, it's much, I, I couldn't imagine. You might as well throw it out there at that point if you're investing. Yeah, in I mean, I, I've like, killed a couple of things that I thought were fine mm-hmm. until I got to the end. It, it's like, it's the, 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 the nature of it that you can't really find out until the end. <laughs> if, if you knew sooner, you would. Um, yeah, it's, and I, my, my wife has also been a gamer since Wodang Long. And she's, she's very picky. Mm. about her what about the 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 stories she consumes mm-hmm. whether it's you know stuff that she's binging on amazon prime or a book or a game whatever she's so i can always throw the story idea in front of her and she she will honestly because we've been married for nearly 20 years and she she's not afraid to look me dead in the eye and go that sucks. <laughs> but it's, I imagine it, it's, it's nice to have that on it because sometimes, yeah, you, you, when you're too close to a project, you need that sort of. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, you know, I go and I cry. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but she's, she tells me to snap out of it. She's like, how many words do you have done so far? I don't know, 2,500? <laughs> um, R- rookie numbers, you know. Right. Yeah. Right. It's barely, barely the outline for the first <laughs> draft. So she's like, suck it up, cupcake. So, so I guess to bring it back around to the, your sort of creative process as a whole then, um, what would you say is like the two sides? So what, what is, what is the hands down your favorite part of the experience and what do you lose or what do you try and put off or? I think it, the, the, my favorite part of, we'll, we'll talk about magic items and spells and stuff. Yeah. Because it might, a lot of what I do is conversions mm-hmm. from previous editions, whether it's spells or magic items. And for me, a lot of that is really digging into trying to figure out what the original designer's intent was mm-hmm. and make that work, make that coincide with the fifth edition designer's intent. Because there's a lot of the older stuff is a lot more crunchy. Mm-hmm. Number one, so you have to, you know, all right. Well, what are they trying to do? Are you trying to is this basically um, firebolt, but dealing sonic damage? What is it? Thunder yeah. damage? Sorry. Yeah. So <laughs> you, you know, it because a lot of it is blatantly obvious. It's just somebody's wizard name 
stuck on the front of a spell that is basically firebolt that does force damage. Yeah. That's easy. Mm-hmm. But, you know, trying to figure out, uh, trying to figure out the, the original designer's intent and then bring that forward can be difficult and it's fun. It's like a detective thing. It's like reading a detective novel. Okay. I can find the threads here. Yeah. Put the two, 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 and boom, it works. I hope. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of what I, what I've been doing with magic items, it, it, I started doing magic item sets recently. They were pretty common some years okay. ago, but they blow, it blow the concept of a set. Like if you, three things, you're, you're attuned to all three at once yeah. and they're even spoofier. <laughs> people, that blows people's minds. I think, what is it? I imagine the only, the fifth edition thing I can equate is the, was it the belt of giant strength? The, was it that, the lightning? The mall of the titans and the, yeah. 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 Those three so you can't like... use the malt of the, ti- the mall of the titans without having the girdle of giant yeah. strength. Or, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But now these are like, uh, you talk about like there's a, a shield and a helmet and a breastplate mm-hmm. that all belong to some famous fighter dude. Yeah. And if each, each one by itself is pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. But when you get all three together, suddenly, you know, you, that's like an 18th level capstone, you know, 18th, 20th level capstone campaign focus. Yeah. Right. Considering how rare magic items are in 5e compared to where they were in, you know, first, second, third, fourth. So, so, it, it, so it is still very much the, 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 the I guess, yeah, the, the investigative process of trying yeah. to determine intent from these magic items or spells. Coming up, yeah, and coming up with, with rules to accommodate things like the magic item sets, you know, these optional rules, that sort of thing. I love that stuff. That's, that, that's, that's my bread and butter. Okay, so then, yeah, the opposite then. What, 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 what's your least favorite part of any sort of project creation or... My least favorite, I said, I said I enjoy writing adventures, yeah. and I really do. My least favorite part is finishing adventures. It, like trying to get the thing tweaked. So, all right, am I, is the story going, am I, not, am I being too railroady? Am, mm-hmm. am I being too sandboxy? Yeah. How can I make player choices? How can I make, ensure player agency? How can I ensure that the choices they make are meaningful and can truly affect the story? without basically ending up at a point where well, I can't predict where they're going to go from here. Yeah. How the hell do I fit? You know, that that's frustrating as hell. Or making like contingencies for like, okay, yeah, exactly. say, if this character is here or if this character is dead, this person yeah. does, you know, it's, yeah. You just think- can't, uh, that, which is why my adventures being more than a little railroady, mm-hmm. and they end up being more than a little railroady because, I mean, it's not like chugga-chugga-choo-choo. Nothing you do has any effect at all. Yeah. But it can be difficult, mm-hmm. and it, I, it frustrates me. And if, I, I, wish I, I wish I was better at it. Maybe, mm-hmm. I would, maybe I would find it a little easier to deal with if I was better at it. But I don't really want to, I don't want to take the time to practice with yeah. that much. <laughs> and I, I think so. you can also like um i find i so i, I so i started writing adventures um but more recently i've dipped into writing uh, encounters yeah. and i think encounters are a very interesting way to sort of like have that almost like that adventure experience because depending on how you write it it could either be self-contained or it could lead on to a whole adventure it has it has it, 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 you have the experience intended there yeah, Easier to test. That... everything's within this box and then if the players run with the box or if they break the box they can do I got to do more of that. Yeah. I got. I did a thing for the villains and lairs, mm-hmm. the one that uh, Jeff did for Undead. Uh, yeah, no, I, I was in that one as well. I did a villain and lair for him on that, and it was so much fun. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. I got to do more of that. Oh, yeah. uh, there you go. Pending project coming out soon. I'll, I'll, I'll keep poking Jeff. <laughs> do another one. Do another one. I want to do another one. I want to do another one. Um. So, God knows I've got too much on my plate to start one. <laughs> well, with creating your own world, I imagine that's probably quite, quite keeps keeps you busy. Um, Although, I mean, it, it is a thing. It is definitely a thing to to pursue because it lets me. I'm going to have people writing adventures for this world anyhow. Yeah, like complete you know, people who know how to write adventures and can make them happen quickly. Um, yeah, here you go. Here is some money and give me an adventure that's set <laughs> in my world. 
but having a book of encounters would be pretty awesome as well. Yeah. I, I think it's like for cities or things like that. It, it gives it gives a good thing for cities to feel alive. And you yeah, know, exactly. That adventurers are typically looking for any chance to be the hero, or you know, see see an opportunity where they can and pick it's, it, it's someone. Or... <laughs> yeah, it's it's great to uh, for DMs, you know, just to. Oh, you're on your way from the inn to the temple. Yeah. What happens on the way? Yeah. Let's have a random encounter. Oh, I've rolled a one on a D6. That means huh. something happens. Well, yeah. what happens? Yeah. So to keep it as a reflective thing. So, so mm -hmm. of course, your whole sort of like um, DM Guild experiences of that. What's one thing that you wish you knew earlier? I wish I knew how just how valuable an editor would be mm -hmm. like when I first started out because like everyone else I fell victim to the oh you can edit yourself yeah. and the truth of the matter is no you bloody well can't mm -hmm. especially for for um, structural things like what we in the editing field call developmental editing where you're looking at the the bones of the story itself mm -hmm right it's to make sure that all the things are in there that the story needs to be a story in the first place you know that because a lot of my early stuff is just terrible there's yeah. there's your proofreading stuff that you know the typos all the way through it some of it doesn't make any sense and i know i'm not going to give you the titles of it because then you'll look <laughs> it up and, people i know who you are yeah but then, you know, I, I got Ken Carcass to do, to edit an adventure for me. And it was such an illuminating experience. I mean, yeah, I've done this stuff for other people, but it never occurred to me exactly how important it would be. Maybe it was hubris. Maybe it was ignorance. I don't know. It was still a stupid mistake. I, I don't know. I think it's, it's the nature of editing your own work. I mean, you put those yeah. words there in the first place. And I think having someone... Even like editing someone else's work is also the same process because you can sometimes get the gist of what they're trying to say and just restructure it in a sense that flows. Like again, it's the flow, and yeah. when it's it's you write necessarily in your own flow, which is why yeah. sometimes you can get caught caught in that thing. Um, yeah, I think I said editors. Said a lot. Editors will also ask you great questions, like yeah. you know, whether it, I know there are three off the top of my head: Ken Carcass, Chris Waltz though he's not doing a whole lot of guild work these days. He's so busy with yeah. Cubicle 7. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, Adam Hancock. Yeah. All three of them have done editing work for me. And all three of the... It, Chris and, and Adam especially are really good at asking questions. Mm -hmm. Like, what if this happens here? Shouldn't yeah. have thought <laughs> that. You know... And, and like I said, so yeah, I've, I've had the pleasure to work with Adam. I've worked with uh, Ryan. Geez, I, I, oh yeah, Ryan too. Yeah, Ryan. Sorry. Um, but it would be the case that like I, I, I said it last week and I'll say it again, uh, I'm yet to find an editor that's not worth their weight in gold. It's, 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 it, it's yeah. It, 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 every editing job that I do, I feel as bought into the project as the creator. And that, because I, I think I, I think as an editor you have to be to a certain extent if you're doing that kind of inside out developmental edit thing, because you have to you have to wear many hats when you're editing, and it, it, that could be an entirely different conversation. Yeah. We could be here for hours. <laughs> but yeah, get get an editor. There's yeah. plenty of them out there that'll work for RevShare. Mm -hmm. um, it I mean, offer them money. If they're trying to do this for oh, yeah, a living, I mean, offer, offer them money. Pay, pay, <laughs> pay people for their work. I think that's generally. Yeah, I mean, I, I will work for RevShare only on the, uh, uh, the, the exact right project. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, like I, I edited, um, and it's not about just a project that's going to be huge, but it, projects that are enjoyable, and I, I don't care how many they sell if, I, if I'm really into it. Yeah. Um, like the Malar, there was a big, big Malar the Beast yeah. Lord book. Yep. I edited that. Holy crap, was that a ton of work. Yeah, I can Great, because there's so much information. It's like yeah. 900 pages, and it's <laughs> great. Um, but more recently, I did uh, the uh, Weekend at Strahd's adventure for Oliver Clegg and Anthony Joyce, because holy crap, was that fun. Yeah. 
That so was I, just too much fun to edit that, that idea. As soon as I heard the idea or saw the idea come across Twitter, I'm like, I want to edit this. Like I said, so not to peel too much behind the curtain because obviously it's, it's their project and stuff like that. But how, how did you find the editing process for that? Was it like uh, one, like two passes, one pass, like, or was it just, you know, sort that, of? That took, I think, three passes because mm-hmm. there were some structural things that didn't quite make sense where they were. There were some mechanical things that needed to be addressed. Mm-hmm. So, because what, what I do, my process for editing is pretty simple. I read the thing from top to bottom and just scribble some notes in the margins. Yep. Because I want to find out where, if there are structural problems, where are they? Yeah. So I need to map it out first. And it's only after that, okay, this section needs to go here. That section needs to go there. Let's move it all around. Like yeah. I'll leave, I've been known to take three by five cards and write encounters and stuff on that and like put them on the wall with mm-hmm. tape. Okay, does this make sense? You know, yeah. like the like that famous meme guy with the cigarette and the string. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the always always sunny in Philadelphia. That's a... Is that yeah? Um, <laughs> you, sometimes you have to. Yeah, in, uh, to be able PG to Woodhouse things. used to do that. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, PG Woodhouse back in in the uh, '30s when he was living in America. Um, was he living in America? In the 30s, anyway, when he was living, he was living in America, yeah. he uh, when he was working on uh, a, a novel, one of whether it was one of the Blandings Castle novels or whatever, he would basically take his typewritten scenes mm-hmm. and pin them to the wall, and d- depending on where the chair rail was <laughs> across the wall, how high above the chair rail, that's how good it was. Wow! <laughs> but and he, then, he would. He- he would move them around and jigger and map, and he would have different colors paper for different um storyline different plot lines and it was a it's a very clever way to do things if you have a room to spare yeah or just or I, thankfully i seem to have a lot of wall space behind me so yeah I, can, I, can I do i do too but i don't own it uh, so yeah. I, have to, I have to use the blue tack or yeah. trello yeah just a staple Same thing. just get a nail gun just yeah just tick, 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 tick. <laughs> yeah um but no i'd sit map it out yeah. And then, then dig into the mechanical things after you've got the structure down. Yeah. So it could take three, four passes. Yeah. Some things like I, I, I also edited um, Jeremy Forbing's mask of the red death player's yeah. guide, which was an absolute joy. Cause I, I've been, it, I, I've been in love with that setting mm-hmm. since the second edition days. And when I found out that this was happening, I, I, insisted that yeah, you, 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 you <laughs> I basically elbow in the door. I, like... I, I, I sat on his doorstep until he let me do something. <laughs> um, and you know, but it, it's a fabulous thing. Mm-hmm. And I didn't do, I didn't do much of anything structural on that at all. I made a few suggestions for some mechanical things, yeah. but most of that was just making sure that the, the book's voice was consistent mm-hmm that the language usage was consistent, that the rules, that the new rules that he came up with, and they are legion, were both sympathetic to the second edition and third edition versions of Mask of the Red Death Mm -hmm. and consistent with fifth edition um, design philosophy. Yeah. So, which in some cases was harder than others. Yeah. I, I, so I, I'm trying to like to think of like so it's just sort of like bring it full circle stuff like that. it seems like the, some of the big takeaways and stuff like that is is one get an editor but two actively engage in collaborations it seems like yeah. you yourself have benefited hugely from getting involved tremendously and, yeah. I I don't I I wouldn't be anywhere near where I am right now in terms of my writing career for like <laughs> writing career he said previously. Yeah. <laughs> um, without collaborations. Mm. So, so I, I guess to keep it sort of community focused then, um, is, is who's, who's a creator in the DMs Guild that sort of continually inspires you? There are a couple. Yeah. Um, Cause there's, well, there's Anne Gregerson. She, her work is so good, so yeah. creative, and she is such a cool person. I, I always, voraciously consume anything she puts out and she's just a good person too yeah. she's an awesome person oh, yeah, like the rule number what was it the rule number one don't be a gimp uh, yeah still, still stands just, <laughs> don't be a gimp yeah <laughs> pretty easy yeah um and th- there are people whose work ethic astounds me 
mm-hmm. like Oliver Clegg. The sheer volume of his oeuvre mm-hmm. is, is, and the and the, the 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 way he has his tongue firmly wedged in his cheek, <laughs> while he's flaying the bone, the, the flesh off the bones of some person or concept he doesn't yeah. like, it continually amuses and inspires me. I think it's, 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 I would like to go with it. It's like you can read read two things from that. There's one thing that maybe spite is a powerful fuel. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah I mean, but, it, no, honestly. I tend, to, I tend to run, I try to be a nice guy, but I really tend to run on caffeine, alcohol, and spite. Yeah. And if you can mix the three together, this. it is a oh, dream project right there. It's just... Yeah, right. I mean, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't take anything mm. to the, the lengths that Oliver does, mainly because I'm not that clever. <laughs> 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 but uh yeah i i enjoy every i've enjoyed everything that that he's put out i like him too because he dishes it out and he can take it too like i gave i ribbed him mercilessly for his attack of the 50 foot bikini werewolf mm-hmm. when the cover art came out for that i'm like not right and he said huh i said just not enough nipples she's only got one bikini top there's two triangles there she should have like Eight five pairs yeah. <laughs> You have four at least, four <laughs> pairs of triangles. Send that back to the artist. I must admit, in terms, of, in terms of nitpicking on, on art and stuff, I, I, yeah, I think you've, you've picked the right hill to die on. Um, oh, God. <laughs> some, one of the Discord servers I was reading last night, they were talking about the, the Cats movie that I hear is coming out. Yeah. And, you know, how, one of the reviews I read about that this morning, I think it was the Irish Independent, was bitching about how there are so many breasts, but not a single nipple. Wow. Well, I, again, the, the nipples are offensive. Breasts are Crit- fine. Critics are savaging that movie. And I'm yeah. just sitting here going, because <laughs> <laughs> I have nurtured, carefully nurtured a visceral loathing for that stage show since about 1986. Are we, are we unpacking something deep here? Is this, is this... No, I just, I've, I've, just al- I've just always hated cats. I'd always just thought it was stupid. But, wow. you know, it's Broadway. So yeah, most it of it's stupid. <laughs> When yeah, you no, unpack Le Miserable, the book is terrible. I must admit, yeah, no, I, I, in, in planning our conversation before, I, I didn't quite in, 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 interpret or expect this uh, tangent to go the way it did. But no, I'm glad, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad we went on. The, that, that was the journey. I'm, I'm, I'm glad we went uh, on together. Theater is one of my things that I love. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't get to do anymore since we moved from the States. Yeah. Um, but it, yeah, so I, it, you may have noticed, those who've encountered me online may have noticed I happen to have some strong opinions about stuff. So. And maybe some theatrical flair uh, occasionally. <laughs> Drama. <laughs> so, so actually, not exactly Rada trained, but you know. <laughs> so actually, well, actually I, I yes, I am. I have a piece of paper that says I, I am Rada trained. Well, there you go. I, that's, that's all you need. I've just, Which I, is a, a dumb story, but it, it was one of those things that had, my wife and I went on a cruise. Oh, very nice. And they happened to have this acti- daily activity that where you could, they had this a troupe of young RADA graduates yeah. who were performing. And as part of their, their job on the ship, they mm-hmm. taught a class every day. Oh, and you could, you could tag along and, and get a yeah. certificate. Uh, yeah, exactly. And at the end of it, we got a certificate. Nice. So, yeah, I am RADA trained. <laughs> I'm still friends with them on Instagram. Well, that's, that's all that matters. <laughs> That's, that, 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 that still counts. Um, I oh, saying, so God, I think we got could... rip-roaring drunk the one night together. <laughs> <laughs> I think I could uh, pretty much almost like tackle uh, two questions at the same time because yeah. two things is like what you're working on next and two, what is a dream project of yours. But I imagine creating your own, you know, whole setting uh, on, on drive through is would you consider this, this to be like tackling a dream project or? You know... I I want to say yes mm-hmm. because I you know, who doesn't want to see their own their own uh, setting you know out there for other people to consume yeah but I also know that settings they don't sell Fair. everyone has their own setting mm-hmm. and you know it's got to be really different and quirky which is which means that few people are going to find it attractive or it's got to be, you know, humongous and all-encompassing, which means you're Ed Greenwood. Yeah. And I, I am neither. I have, I have, a, I have a, a hat that kind of looks like the one Keith Baker wears, but that's as close as I'm going to get. Yeah. 
<laughs> to him. But so, yeah, it, it, it is a dream project. And I, 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 I hope to get it out in 2020 because I don't want to kickstart it. I want to do it all, you know, cash yeah. in the barrel head. And you mentioned what you've got like potentially 12 horses all sort of throwing their hats. Yeah, I, I, I just have to, you know, send them the emails to say, congratulations, the magic. <laughs> The magic fairy has you have the you. golden ticket. <laughs> yeah, you have the golden ticket. Here's you. Two, you have two thousand words. It's due the end of January. So I have to. <laughs> I, have to <laughs> I like the idea that it's a golden ticket with almost like a, a bill notice. So yeah, you, right. You have you have two months to comply with. <laughs> it's coming due. Coming due. Yeah. So yeah, that that is that's the dream thing. That's the dream for twenty twenty is getting yeah. a flood of stuff out there for Kabouter Games, on uh, Drive Through RPG and elsewhere. You know, get kaboutergames.com launched. That's the dream. Yeah. What, what am I working on now is a supplement to Mask of the Red Death. Oh, very nice. Um, I haven't really settled on the final title, but it's probably going to be like Harker's Handbook. Very nice. And so uh, it's going to be things like monsters mm -hmm. and a who's who in Gothic Earth, uh, some arch villains like I just finished last night. I put the the final touches on Professor Moriarty. Mm, very nice. <laughs> um, it's not the same little hottie as on the Benedict Cumberbatch yeah. Sherlock ladies. Maybe. No, no, no. This, although that guy is pure evil. I forget his name. That yep. that actor. Anyway, great actor. Yeah. Right, but yeah. That. So that's what I'm working on now. That's gonna. That I'm about seven thousand words into it, and I probably will do another three before I get it to a point where I can start shipping it to an editor. And is that looking at like a, another sort of like 2020 release sort of thing? Oh yeah. That, that, that's not coming out before the end of the year. Yeah. No. That's I'm maybe, you know, what we're, we're, it's the 20th. Oh There's yeah. Not. Okay. Yeah. I, I ask these questions of this, like, you know, it's another few weeks. No, it's not. It's, it's 10 days or like 11 days until we're in the new I year. I might get another magic item supplement out mm -hmm. on drive through RPG um before the end of the year yeah um but that's because i can do in my spare time like you you were saying you do yeah. a magic a magic item a day one, one if a day, i'm bored something like that don't this is just between you and me right <laughs> Some, sometimes <laughs> no, 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 we're, we're not we're, i'll cut this out don't worry. <laughs> all right all right sometimes when i'm sitting on a can i'll just pull out a notebook this or Listen, my phone when, whenever, or something whenever the creative process strikes you have to you have to catch lightning in that bottle that's be like be sitting there Sitting there going, oh, I need to vary my diet. Oh, hey, wait a minute. What if there was a dagger that, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, 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 so sort of like, almost get like a, a point for the, uh, let's say, aspiring item, item creationists out there. What, what, yeah, exactly. What, what are like some tips that you sort of have for like, like balancing an item or creating an item? Look, at, be really, 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 really familiar mm -hmm. with what exists already. Yeah. Ignore everything that's on D&D Wiki. Ignore everything that's on the DMs Guild that isn't official, mm -hmm. right? And there's even some official stuff I would ignore. <laughs> but get all of the core rule books and, you know, your, uh, anything that's supplemental, like your... Uh, 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 the Guide? Uh, no. That. Yeah, that. that, that. They had common items in it. Yeah, yeah. But stack up all the core stuff, mm -hmm. right? Take a look at what you've come up with, right? Because a lot, the, 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 most, the mistake I see most people make is misapplying, and I make it myself, don't get me wrong, is misapplying rarity. Yeah. I, I was going to say, so like, the thing with like rarity and attunement, how, how do you decide yeah. if an item is an attunable item? Like, is, there, is, is it just... If it, if it affects you personally, mm -hmm. right? Like if it gives you a plus to one of your ability scores, yep. attunement. Yeah. If it lets you cast a spell from it, mm -hmm. like in reaction to something else, mm -hmm. attunement. Nice. Like if, if it affects you personally, yeah. it needs to attune to you, right? Okay. Things that are like wands or something like that, you don't necessarily have to attune to it. Yeah, I mean, that's point you, and click, aren't they? So yeah, you just... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like you... The, 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 I, I used to, I've been joking for 25 years that the, the man who developed the Wand of Magic Missiles, his name is Uziel Gal, who is the guy who designed the Uzi. 
a history lesson as well. Wow. This, is... <laughs> this, this is my wand of magic missiles. It's been yeah. made by Smith and Wesson. You get to turn um, it sideways and everything. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's so balancing it. And there's all kinds of little things, but they're hidden because yeah. if 5e, 5e doesn't have like th third edition, a whole list of rules for creating magic items other than, you know, replicating the item. There's a bit in the Dungeon Master's Guide about replicating stuff that's in the Dungeon Master's Guide. Yeah. So you have to look at things like the potion rules. Mm -hmm. You'll notice that if there's like, if the potion will let you do a first level spell, it's uncommon. Yeah. If it'll do a second level spell, it's rare. If it'll do a third level spell, it's very rare. And mm -hmm. beyond that, it's legendary. Yeah. There's a great rule of thumb for yeah. rarities. And if it lets you do something repeatable, then it goes up a level in rarity. Mm -hmm. I like to, I, that's the way I like to do it. Like if it's going to let you do like a potion of fire breath. Yep. That's burning hands. First level spell. It's one use uncommon mm -hmm. done. Yeah. And then I imagine gonna, like the charges would sort of it, the multiple uses of things. Yeah. Obviously. That, yeah. that kicks it up a level in terms of rarity. And then well, so, I suppose, how do you, how do you determine number of charges as well? Then is that just a sort of like, take some, I take something that's, that exists. Yeah. And basically reskin it. So if it's a damaging spell that um, has charges that is like, uh, I'm trying to think of a first level spell that isn't magic missile. No. Um, oh, ray of Frost? Ray of Frost uh, no, I think Ray of Frost no. is a cantrip. Uh, yeah, is, it is. Scorching Ray is second edition, or second level, isn't it? Um, I must admit, so I, I typically play a barbarian. So spells <laughs> are, if, if I'm not hitting things, I, I, do, right. don't, don't ask right. me. Dag smash, but hey, we're yeah. on the uh, Scorching Ray, 5e. Um, say that it's a, that's a second level evocation, but let's pretend that it's first level. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we've created a first level. <laughs> a, a first level version, it's really, okay, there you go. We just created a new magic item. Yeah. We have a, uh, we have a, uh, uh, it, it's, it's not auto hit, mm -hmm. so we can kick it up a damage die or two. Yeah. Right? Because magic missiles auto hit. That's why mm -hmm. it's 1d4. Um, it's always been why it's yeah. 1d4. And we don't want it to be Scorching Ray because that's a second level spell. Mm -hmm. So let's make it 1d, 1d6 damage. Other than that, we just copy the uh, Wand of Magic Missiles and, and you know, say when, when you, you can use, as an action, you mm -hmm. make a ranged spell attack using your spell save dc or uh or yeah. some number yeah. whichever is higher mm -hmm. done and it deals fire damage done poof magic magic i'm great life no that, I mean, that's that's also i i do i the the advice of like when to put attunement and looking at potions for rarity and stuff like that. yeah i know that I, and I, those, those are sort of useful tips to sort of keep, look at keep, always look at existing items if yeah. it, it, Whenever possible, simply reskin. Nice. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. If it works, sometimes, sometimes that's 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 all it needs. And yeah. Like yes, it, it's melt. Okay, melts acid arrow. Mm. Okay, done. I mean, it, that's what I. That, that's another thing we could do with that wand of magic missiles euphemism. Yeah. Have it cast melts mat uh, melts acid arrow. Kick it back to D four because we're going to be doing on get ongoing damage on a hit. Yeah. And I guess you can also see how, how it is easy to bounce between spells and magic items because they share they they they, they share a few things and it's just like the, the when one side you're dealing with the achievement the you know rarity and stuff like that the other side I just imagine you're dealing with like okay well what school of magic it is what are the components you know what sort yeah. of like speed are we casting it at and mm -hmm. okay yeah no it's it's nice to see the overlap and you very much like you've got your uh, the Venn diagram you've there's you in the middle with your flag <laughs> yeah I'm like okay we we have yeah. this is spells yeah. this is magic items and that that's me pulling stuff out of my ass which happens. If, when, when, when lightning <laughs> oh. strikes, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I don't mean I don't mean just for the inspiration. I yeah. mean for the. Sometimes you, you there isn't the Venn diagram doesn't really overlap. Yeah. So you kind of kind of have to go with your gut, mm -hmm. and uh, you know make a decision, which is hmm, DMing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rulings, not rules. Yeah. No, I, I, that's that's always the, the, the you know whatever works at your table 
and and however you want to interpret things at your table, it's whatever that, that's what's best. As Mr. Crawford says, whatever is the whatever is the best way you found to help you follow your bliss. Yeah. Yeah. And only my bliss. My players aren't allowed to have fun. That's the important no. part. <laughs> yeah. No. And if yeah. they start having too much fun, rocks fall, everyone yeah. dies. Yeah, no, exactly. You know. I, I I built my my throne of skulls. You know, I will sit there. Why do you think I was, I was triggered to to write that book of traps? <laughs> Just, yeah, they they were too happy. We needed to, to sort of spice things up. Well, that, that that's actually the, one more thing about inspiration. Yeah, we, we can use draw axles as a, a good, good illustration of that because it was. Mm -hmm. I have so many stacks of old things. Because like, I've been in this. I've been in this, this gaming thing for a long, long time, yeah. right? And there was a, a series of books um, from Flying Buffalo called Grimtooth's Guide to Traps. Okay. I think there were eight of them. Mm -hmm. And they, were, they, they started coming out in the 80s. And uh, they're just fabulous. They, they were always funny because they're almost all of them just designed to turn PCs into a fine red mist. <laughs> They're just merciless. You yeah. can't detect them. You can't disarm them. Yeah. And they'll pull your head off while cutting you in half the other way. And you're, I'm like, this is awesome. Yeah. I used to read them for entertainment. And some months ago, I, I pulled one out, was looking for another book, found this book, went, huh, here's some bedtime reading. Yeah. And went, you know what? I don't think there is one of these. So I got out of bed, went downstairs to my office, went tickety, tickety, tickety on a DMs guild. Yep. And the only traps book that was there was one that James Intracasso wrote like in 2017. So early days. Like April, May of 2017, something like that. I don't remember. Mm -hmm. I'm like, so there's a hole in the market here. Yeah. Huh. So then I started writing it, and then I realized this is too much for me, man. I mean, I, I think that's, that's a, I, I, almost like a great lesson to take away from your style is to look back for inspiration. There's, yeah. there's, there's huge wealths of things that have been, you know, with D and D being around for a long now. There's, there's so much, so much back there and stuff, like that. and even just like you know, um, making it modern or having yep. like a new take on these things. Retell it, put a different spin on it. I mean, that's one of the beauties of working on the DMs Guild is we, we have the ability to literally take some, they've told us this, yeah. it's all in the FAQ. You can take something like Expedition to the Barrier Peaks, mm -hmm. write a sequel to it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and if all the characters get killed off in the first five minutes of the adventure, that, I, I'm allowed to. I've got, yeah, I've got, exactly. Got you want to kill Elminster? Yeah. Go for it. Bane comes back, splits yeah. Elminster in half. <laughs> So now, now I feel like I want to write a murder mystery involving like some beloved characters who killed Ooh, who killed Bolo. <laughs> oh God, please, Bolo! I've been saying that since about 1986. Um, uh, no, it, that that the murder mysteries are hard, man. Yeah, no, I know. This is again off, off. This is off the cuff. I'm literally. I, I, well, speak to me in a month's time if it's actually a product. Then. <laughs> Then, well, you know, there, you... there are actually, but there, there are, there are great um, gumshoe, mm -hmm. gumshoe. Look up gumshoe. Okay. The game. There are some, there are some things. Uh, I forget what the T was it. The T did TSR have gumshoe? Anyway, there one of the many offshoots of D and D that TSR did back in the eighties was a you know like noir detective sort of thing. Okay. And it, it's there's some good stuff out there that you can crib from. Okay. It's yeah, it, one of the things that I tell people like on my Patreon that I make very clear mm -hmm. is that you know, embrace tropes. Yeah. Embrace tropes, fully immerse yourself in what has come before. Because I guarantee you, I guarantee you that whatever you have that you think is new and innovative, it's not. Yeah. And I, not. Suppose, I suppose someone's like, done it before. That's taking the trope and putting, saying it in your own voice. It's, yeah. you know, it, 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 it's, it's something new. It's been done before, mm -hmm. but you might do it better. Wow. So wow. go out and do it anyway. I'm, fe I'm, I'm feeling so subtly motivated. I should, that, <laughs> I should go kill Volo. I need to, yeah, I, I have to. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, honestly, uh, I, I, I feel like I, I haven't really been keeping track of the time. And that's how you know the, the interview is going well. Um, but I don't want to keep you much longer, Bob. So uh, thank you so much. Uh, no for joining me for this. Um, Glad to help. 
if people want to hear about you know this 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 new world of yours or any of your projects coming out uh, where where would be the best place for them to find you you can follow me on twitter at wp2xx it's a long story ask me i'll tell you <laughs> you can find me on uh, the internet at www.r-p-davis.com um, soon there will be kaboutergames.com, but right now kaboutergames is basically a placeholder on mm -hmm. rpdavis.com. Um, yeah, on, on the DMs Guild, I'm RP Davis. I decided to choose a pretentious set of initials rather than use my name. Oh, you know, it's, it's, but they're it's, really it's my initials. Well, I was going to say, was it? So yeah, between was it NT Black and uh, JV Parry, uh, Parry? Yeah, JVC yeah. Parry. So, you know, um, it's it's yeah. a trend. Yeah, no. um, it is. It no, is. Like I said, we sure to have a, a link to the DMs Guild, uh, at least on the list of all your projects. They'll be in the description somewhere. So yeah. Okay, cool. Like yeah, I mean, it, other than that, that's best place to find me. Um, yeah, you can get if you want to email me, you can do it through my website. Mm -hmm. um, is there anything else I'm forgetting? No, nope, that's better. Nope. That, that, there's enough ways for them to contact you and/or find you if if need be. Yep. <laughs> um, which sounds way more ominous, ominous now that I've said it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, honestly, uh, yeah, thank you once again. Um, again, I'm running to the point where I need to think of a suitable way to close the podcast. Um, but you know, what? I we're just we're just we'll just keep it relaxed. You know, we're just uh, thanks yeah, again yeah. for listening. Um, be sure to tune in next week. I, I, I've got I've got a few people lined up, so do not do not be alarmed. Um, it's just yeah, getting people together and stuff like that. And I'm fairly sure the webcam will be improved over time. You'll be have different backdrops. I'll be live somewhere else. It's, it's going to be exciting. So yeah, stay tuned for that. Um, and yeah, bye bye. <laughs>